Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. The lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to stay standing for just a moment. Guys, a new series starts tonight. Say miracles, signs, and wonders. Say it again. Miracles, signs, and wonders. Let's go to Matthew 17, 21. Matthew. Matthew was a tax collector that Jesus converted. Praise him. He went from collecting taxes to saving souls, which means it don't matter how you start. I need somebody to not curse how you started. I need you to not be mad about who you started with and where you started and how you started. Somebody say, God's rewriting my story. Say it like you mean it. Say, God's rewriting my story. Matthew 17, 21. One verse, here it is. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. I'm going to say it again. Say this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Somebody said that's what we're doing for the next 21 days. 
Father, in Jesus' name, we bless you. We honor you. We thank you for this word tonight. I pray that as we kick this series off, that we would see you do something supernatural even beginning tonight. Father, we pray that the help that we need, that you'd send it in our lives. The people that we need, you'd sit them at our table. The resources that we need, you'd place them in our midst. And Father, tonight, we pray that you'd stir something on the inside of everybody under the sound of my voice. And even those looking at every digital location tonight, I speak that tonight there'd be a tangible, transferable anointing that they walk out of this place with, that they leave empowered, that they leave inspired, and that they would leave seeing miracles, signs, and wonders. I prophesy that the hell that they've been through was the down payment for the miracle that's about to manifest. The drama that they've been dealing with was the down payment for the miracle that's about to manifest. I speak it. Shout miracles. Shout signs. Say wonders. Shout it loud. Miracles. Signs and wonders. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord tonight, guys. We're starting a new series on this Wednesday called Miracle Signs and Wonders. Let's define it. A miracle is a supernatural occurrence. Let's stop right there. Supernatural means it's beyond what's naturally able to be comprehended. It's not a miracle if you could figure it out. That's why some of you got situations right now you can't figure out. God says, I'm going to teach you how to get a miracle. Say miracle supernatural is like the difference between Clark Kent and Superman when you look at Clark Kent he's nothing special but when you look at Superman he is everything everybody wants to be Superman has got abilities that Clark Kent doesn't seemingly have God says when I work a miracle in your life it is something watch this that can't be explained except God did it I need you to realize there's some stuff that you ain't been able to figure out you ain't been able to calculate you ain't been able to figure out how it's gonna happen matter of fact some of you have been real frustrated lately because the more you try to figure it out, the more confusing it seems. The more you try to figure out how it's going to work, the more it looks like it's not going to work. Can I tell you, God has simply been setting you up to get you to the month of May. Because in the month of May, God says, I'm going to work a miracle in your life because you're going to experience my supernatural power. I did it for Moses. I did it for Joshua. I did it for Abraham. I did it for Peter. I, did, I, I need you to know that he's a miracle working God. Slap your neighbor, high five, say he's a miracle working God. God says that it ain't good until it looks impossible. And when it looks impossible, that's when God steps in. He says, I'm not ready to get involved until you have ex executed every potential option and none of them work. That's why some of you are at right now in your life where God says it can't be done unless I do it. You're going to learn how to depend on me. You're going to learn how to trust me. You're going to learn how you're going to learn. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to learn today. And I think there's some of y'all on this Wednesday night that can tell the truth. There's some situations you're in right now where you're like, God, I can't figure it out. I can't calculate it. I don't know how it's going to work. Matter of fact, the more I think about it, the more stressed I get. The more I think about it, the more tired I get. Some of you have been wasting your energy just trying to figure it out. Well, can I tell you why you ain't been able to figure it out? It's because God says, I'm about to work a shout miracle. It's a supernatural occurrence. Here it is that is not limited to healing. Healing can happen in your body or in your spirit. Got it? Or in your soul. Your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. We just dealt with healing for your soul last month. Somebody say, I'm good with that. And if you're not, go back through the series. Watch me. Now, watch this. It's supernatural, not limited to healing. Here's what it means. It defies the laws of nature. Nature says, if I throw this pin up, what's going to happen? It's going to fall, Right? That, that's, pretty, that's pretty straightforward. Okay? Now watch this. Watch Supernatural. Here's Supernatural. Say miracle. 
What should happen is if I throw the pin up, stay right there. What should ha- right here? What happens if I throw the pin up? What should happen? It should fall, right? Here's supernatural. God will catch you. you. Your neighbor apparently isn't in the class yet. All right, watch me. What should happen if I throw this pin up? It should fall. Watch this. But when God works a miracle, what it should be, God will say, I know it should be that. But I'm going to make it something that defies the very laws of nature. See, it went up, but God says, if you'll trust me, I won't let you fall down. I need somebody to realize God's been making sure you learn how to trust him. He's making sure you learn that he's your source and not a job. He's your source and not a relationship. He's your source and not some person. Say miracle. It defies the laws of nature. That's a miracle. Now, but the series is called what? All right, so here's a sign. Here's a sign. Here's a sign. It's something wonderful a man can't take the credit for. All right, that's a sign. So in, in the definition of sign, you see sign, and what's the other one? Wonder. It's something wonderful that man can't take the credit for. God says, when I do miracle signs and wonders, I do it in such a way to where you can't take the credit because quiet as it's kept, you like taking credit for stuff you ain't done. It's a funny thing when you help people get from the gutter and they forget that, that you found them in the gutter. It's a funny thing. You ever help somebody and help somebody get through something? And then once they out of it, they acting like, oh, I'm this and I'm this and I'm that. You're like, wait a minute, baby. You couldn't find a job when I gave you one. Y'all ain't talking to me. God says, I will set up your situation. Watch me. Such that the, the only thing you can say is Jesus. How your body get healed? I can't even tell you other than Jesus. Watch me. How'd you, how'd you pay your rent? I can't even tell you except to, y'all like how did your family get turned around because y'all was a bunch of knuckleheads? I can't even tell you except Jesus. How is it that you came from living your own life, doing it your own way, and now you in church on a Wednesday night? I can't tell you except Jesus. God says you can't take the credit for it. Here's the truth. You and I, human beings, we like taking credit for stuff. Even stuff we have nothing to do with. All you got to do is look at cable news and you'll see people in various political offices taking credit for things that they have nothing to do with. Say amen. Amen. Watch. (laughs) So to kick off this series of this new month, that's what this month is going to be for you. This month is going to be supernatural occurrences, not limited to healing, that defy the law of nature. And you're going to see things that are wonderful that you can't take the credit for. And watch me. It's not just you, but it's any human being. God says, watch this. That's the reason why I didn't let some people step in to rescue you. I didn't let some people step in to save you. I didn't let some people step in to do it for you. Why? Because ain't nobody going to take the credit for this except God. So you need to be thankful for the people that keep failing you. You need to be thankful for the people that keep dropping the ball. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You don't even want to shout in church. I need you to give God a 10-second praise if you've had people fail you in the last four months. Give... You ain't praising him. You ain't praising him. Why? 
God says, maybe I made them fail you so that you would learn to trust me. Maybe I made them drop the ball so that can't nobody take the credit but Jesus. So watch. That's what May is for you. Supernatural occurrences, not limited to healing, that defy the laws of nature. Wonderful things happening that no man can take the credit for. And to kick off this series, we're fasting for 21 days, and we're praying for 21 days. So here it is. Let's get into the meat. You ready? Number one, miracles require modifications. Anybody that saw a miracle had to modify what they did. You don't get to keep doing what you're doing to see a miracle. Miracle requires modification. Say modification. When with the issue of blood, she had to drop her pride and get on the ground and she had to drag herself on the ground. Some of y'all are too proud to beg, which is why you don't have what you want. I don't mean beg like you're a beggar. I mean that you think you're too good to ask. You, 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 you think you're too good to do certain things, which is why God says, stay there with your issue. Until you learn how to get on your knees and humble yourself. You think, so, you think somebody owe you something. That's what the problem is. He says, get on your knees. Woman with the issue of blood. As a matter of fact, don't just get on your knees. Just crawl on the floor. You already spent all your money on people who failed you, on people who couldn't get it done. So if you want to get rid of your issue, you're going to have to modify your behavior. Drop your pride. Put your Louis away. Y'all ain't talking to me. Wrap your hair up. It's finna get, them roots is finna get rough. Wrap your hair up and get on the ground and crawl until you get what you want. I need you, watch this. Look at the neighbor and say, you got to drop your pride to get a miracle. There's going to be some miracles you're going to have to talk to people you don't like. It's going to be some miracles you're going to have to humble yourself before people you don't want to humble yourself to. And God says, if you want this miracle, you're going to have to modify. Say modify. You don't get a miracle without modification. So why we start with 21 days of fasting? So you can be in a position of modification. Say modification. Fasting in the Bible literally means to abstain from food or to alter your diet. Say, so let me correct something right here. If you say, well, I'm not watching TV, that's not fasting. That's called consecrating. Consecrating means setting yourself aside. Please don't let nobody at your door tell me, we're, we're, we're doing an untraditional fast. No, you ain't fasting. <laughs> fasting means no food or to alter your diet significantly. Okay, you see what I'm saying? The people are like, we're, we're just cutting out all chocolate cakes. <laughs> Praise him. Watch. So fasting means to abstain from food or drastically alter your diet. In the Bible, prayer and fasting, when they were put together, is referred to as afflicting your, watch this, soul. What we just finished, healing for your soul. So now that we gave you some ointment, now we need to go test it and see if you heal. Because when you're fasting, everything rises to the top. When you're fasting, if you're still mad at your mama, it's going to rise to the top. Because when you talk to her, if you're fasting, if you still got some marital stuff you need to get through, it's going to rise to the top because it ain't going to have to do much of nothing. If they touch you with a toe that ain't been quite clipped right in the middle of the night, you go... And you know I ain't ate all day and you sit here touching me with your toes. <laughs> say afflicting my soul 
Watch this. In the Bible, evidence of your faith in God was because you'd sacrifice your normal eating habits to feed on the word. Okay. So, so, so what are we doing when we're fasting? When we're not eating, it's a Daniel fast for 21 days. Now, years ago, we used to do 40 days. And it wasn't Daniel. It was, but grace and mercy do abound. <laughs> now, look at me. Fasting doesn't change God. For the next 21 days, you're not going to change God. God's not going to be like, you know what? Okay. You're not changing God. Watch this. It changes you. Let me give you a better term. It prepares you. Because faster makes it easier to see what's wrong with you. Fasting helps you to focus. Many people are talented, but they can't focus. Many people are gifted, but they can't focus. There are some things that will never happen in your life until you pray and fast together. Like in Matthew 17, 21. If you read the verses prior to, and we're not going to read them, they're just going to put up Matthew 17, 21. In the verses prior, this guy goes to Jesus' disciples, and he says, I went to your disciples and asked them to cast out this spirit from my son, and they could not do it. And when they said they could not do it, what ended up happening is he said, we, we can't do it. We, we can't do it. And so the man, watch this, the man has to go above them to get to Jesus, which means it's a sad indictment if you have to be usurped because you're ineffective. It's a sad indictment if people have to go around you because they know you ain't going to get it done. Touch your neighbor and say, I need you to be effective. I need you to be effective. If people keep skipping past you to get to somebody else's means because they don't think you can get the job done. But somebody say, I get it done. I get it done. Prophesy over your own self. Say, I get things done. Say, I make things happen. All right? So they usurp Jesus' team. And they usurp him and they said, Jesus, these guys are ineffective. We just need to get to you. Because apparently they thought they were the sauce. <laughs> you the sauce, Jesus. So we need to get to you. And, 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 and Jesus, he, he checks them. He's like, oh, you faithless generation. He says, how long shall I bear with you? Bring them here. He casts them out. He casts the spirit out. And then they say uh, later on in private, they're like, Jesus, why couldn't we cast them out? Why couldn't we do that? Jesus says, because you don't have faith. He said, you're around faith, but you don't have faith. He says, you're taught faith, but you don't practice faith. You got notes about faith. You just don't take notes and put it into action. You got podcasts on faith. You got YouTubes on faith. You got Facebooks on faith. You got Monday Night Prayer on faith. You got Wednesday on faith. You got Saturdays on faith. You got just faith, 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 faith. He said, but you just don't practice it. He says, so I tell you what. He says, um, if you would say to this mountain, be cast and removed into the sea, it'd be done for you. Mountain is an uh, image for something difficult. He says, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to something difficult, be moved away, and it'd be done for you. He says, but this kind only comes out by fasting and prayer. Here's what's amazing. It would not work for them, although they had authority. It was fasting that gave them power. Watch me. You can have authority all day long. Authority just simply means you have a right to. Power means you got it done. Let's back it up. Let's back it up. Um, if, if, I was to, if I was to give someone authority to do something, right? I could give someone a position, right? Church folks love positions. But that doesn't mean they have the aptitude, the aptitude, the skill, the gifting, nor even the intestinal fortitude that's required to get it done. So even though they have authority, they don't have power. 
power means dunamis in Greek, which means miracle working power. It's a miracle within itself. Watch me. Jesus, guys, had authority. But because it required prayer and fasting to deal with that, they didn't have the power to deal with it. Because what they were trying to deal with was in another realm that they hadn't dealt with yet. Many of you, you think, watch this, you think you're making, you think you're regressing and you're not. You're just in a different place in your journey. Case in point, case in point. This right here, this mic with the red, this is your living room. What is this? This right here, this mic with the white, this is your kitchen. What is this? And this mic on the, this, well, it's white too, black, it's black, it's going to be the black mic. Okay, it's black. All right. This here, this is your bathroom. What is this? So this is your, your, what? After I clean my living room, say, this is done. But what about the rest of the house? Some of you feel like you're not making progress. And you're like, oh my God, oh my God, I did all this. But now you're in another room. So now that you're in another room, I got to start my cleaning process all over again. I need you to stop feeling defeated and stop feeling like a failure. You already beat that, but now you got to come handle that. And once you handle that, you got to handle this. Would you lay your hands on yourself and say, you ain't failing, you're winning. Mm, say it like you mean it. Say, you're not failing, you're winning. Stop thinking that once you move into the next room, that, oh, God, nothing's working. It is working. You just finished that. You just forgave somebody you thought you'd never forgive. Y'all ain't talking to me. You just sowed more than you've ever sown. Y'all ain't talking to me. You, you just stopped something you thought you'd never be able to stop. You just got over something you thought you'd never be able to get over. And God takes us from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from level to level. I need you to look at your neighbor and say, I'm leveling up. I'm leveling up. And when I level up, I got to clean the level when I get there. It ain't going to be clean for me. I got to clean it myself. So stop thinking that you're in regression. You're just in another room. And when you're tough on yourself, like your neighbor is, they won't even realize they're in another room. Because they haven't given themselves credit for what they've already beat. We're about to take 30 seconds. Watch me. Wait. Let me tell you what we're about to take 30 seconds to do. What I love about Wednesdays, though, is that y'all even, people start to say, say, we're about to take 30 seconds. They're like, yep. They don't even know what I'm about to say. We're going to take 30 seconds, watch this, and celebrate this fact. Can I show it to you? I may not be done with this, but I am sure done with that. So I give God glory that I beat that. Go! Shout yeah! Shout yeah! Shout yeah! Be seated. So I can have authority over the room, but not have the power to clean it. Fasting gives you. Come on, be like a good old school church. Fasting gives you. So Jesus said, the reason y'all couldn't do this. Because y'all pray, is that you have no power.
you have no power because even when you pray, your prayers are selfish. Your prayers are selfish because when you pray, watch this, you're so full of you. You don't know how to pray me. You can't pray the word, which is Jesus, because in the beginning was the word of the word became flesh and dwelt among us. You can't pray the word, which is Jesus, because you are so full of you. So what does fasting do? It gets rid of you. So now things become simple, clear, and easy because you're not full of you. So brings me to point number two. Practice principles produce progress. It's good to know the person Jesus. It's better to know the principles of Jesus. What do you mean, Bishop? Now, if you grew up in an old school church, you'd hear stuff, and not even old school church, just kind of modern, whack Christianity. Um, and what do you mean by that, Bishop? Let me tell you what I mean. Just go after Jesus in your hearts, everyone. Come on, let's just pursue him with our hearts. Let's give our hearts to the Lord. Come on, just offer your hearts, everyone. I'm not making fun of nobody. What I'm saying is, what does that mean? Huh? And here's the deal. And then here's what they'll do. Just give them your heart. Okay, well, the Bible says that the heart is the mind. I'm going to need you to keep pumping blood. What do you mean by that, Bishop? What do you mean by that, that modern white Christianity? Let me tell you what I mean. Is that we get so stuck at love that we never move into life. He loves me. Great. Now what you going to do? I love him. Great. What you going to do? It got quiet right there. Let's back that thing up. Back it up, back it up. It's good that he loves us. Somebody say he loves me. And he loves each and every one of us with an unconditional love. But that love ought to make you do something. Somebody say when it's good love, it'll make you change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So watch me. So, so, so watch me. Jesus, the man, Jesus, the, the anthropos, he's 100% God, 100% man. So much man, you can believe he's God. So much God, you can believe he's man. He loves us. Say he loves me. But now, if you study him, he gave us principles to live by. And these principles that we live by give us instructions to follow. Say principles. So, so fasting is seen throughout the Bible. Jesus fasted in Luke chapter 4. You read that for yourself. And once Jesus uh, fasted, he goes to be uh, tempted by the enemy. After 40 days and 40 nights of fasting, Jesus was a water-only fast. He wasn't doing no Daniel fast. It was a water-only fast. And some, some gospel suggests it may have been less than that. I mean, he touched the neighbors. That's a show enough fast. Thank you that grace and mercy do abound. So we're not doing that one yet. Watch me. Once Jesus fasted, he was sent forth to rule, reign, conquer, and subdue. He had to fast, then be tested, then pass the test. King Jehoshaphat and Judah fasted in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20, when they received the word that three distinct enemies were coming against them. The first was the Ammonites, that's people problems. Second was the Moabites, that's generational curses. And thirdly, the people from Mount Seir, their pastors trying to come back. Watch this, when they have people problems, you know what you and I normally do when we got people problems? We cuss. Oh, you're going to look at me like now? Okay. So what do you do? Because you do something. And don't give me no church answer. You might pray after you didn't done something else. But can, can, you know, we got to be honest because, see, we can't get healed if we can't be real. We got to be honest. How many of us, if you deal with people problems, you eventually pray, but sometimes you, you maybe respond differently. 
What did King Jehoshaphat did? At first, they got scared. Then they fasted and prayed, and God handled their people problems. All right? Watch this. Generational curses were trying to rise up. When, when old people from, that you don't normally interact with show back up, they're trying to reintroduce something. You have to be careful when people want to catch up. Because maybe they're trying to get you to catch something. Y'all don't, don't like the truth. Let's move on. I'm not saying it's a bad thing or a negative thing. Sometimes you just need to say, what's the spirit behind this? What do you want? I've learned to be very direct with people. So literally, I just said, what do you want? I'm like, whoa, Bishop, that's very direct. I said, I know, because I just, I know you got time to waste. I don't. Touch the neighbor, say, ask them, what do they want? You save yourself a lot of money on car insurance if you start asking people what they want. Say what you want. So, so these generational curses show up, and, and, and they're trying to overtake them. They're trying to watch this. They're trying to use the same trick that worked on the generations before them to get them. So they fast and pray, and God handles that enemy. And then the final was the people of Mount Seir, something from the past that was bad that died that came back to life. I've touched on this before. So when this shows up, watch me, they fast and pray, and God handles their enemies. Say, God handle their enemies. Just like he's going to handle yours. All right, let's try this again, just like he's going to handle yours. What's an enemy, Bishop? Anything that opposes your forward progress, which means if you get in my way, woe unto you, because that means God's going to have to handle you. I need you not to get bitter. I need you not to have vengeance. I need you not to be mad. I need you, watch this, don't even get an attitude with him. Just look at him and say, baby, God is going to deal with you. I'm not worried about this. I'm not coming down in the mud to play with you. I got somewhere to go. I got things to do. I got life to live. Somebody holler, Lord, handle it. That didn't, I ain't hollering, that's saying it. Holler, Lord, handle it. Daniel fasted in Daniel chapter 10 for 21 days. And he broke through the prince of Persia. Say the prince of Persia. For 21 days, the Bible says Daniel prays for something. And when he prays for something, heaven immediately answers. Heaven immediately answers. And when heaven immediately answers, the Bible says that the archangel is withstood by the prince of Persia. Okay, say prince of Persia. Okay, now, prince of Persia is a principality. For my note takers, you can write that down. I'm going to go deep for a little minute. We're going to go to the deep pool, okay? Just give me two minutes in the deep pool, and I'll bring you back over here to the kiddie pool. All right? Amen? And the kiddie pool at Harvest is still deeper than most deep pools, all right? Amen. I'm being facetious, guys. Got to have fun in church. So I'm like, no, I can swim, Bishop. You missed the whole joke. <laughs> Ain't nobody talking about swimming. Okay. All right. Watch me. Daniel chapter 10. Daniel, he prays. And for, tw for 21 days, the Bible says that his answer, watch me, the messenger that has his answer is withheld because of the prince of Persia. Say so 21 days. It's called a principality. And a principality, there are several levels to it. I want to give you the simplistic ones. Here's the first level. It represents a spiritual force in a region. Okay? Every region has principalities that are assigned to them. They are spiritual forces that dominate a region. Okay? Uh, Y'all here? So that's why, watch me, that's why in Denver, Denver has principalities. 
Every region has principalities. The principalities that often occur in this region of Denver are that of Jezebel, one that opposes strong men of God. Don't mind if you're weak. But when you want to empower people, okay, it's a, it's a dominant spiritual force over a region. Can, can I go deeper? Passivity is over this region. Passivity. It's just, eh, it's no big deal. Eh, it doesn't really matter. As long as I got money to pay my bills, I'm good. And even if I don't, I'm good. Got it? Okay. Here's another one o- over this region of Denver. Uh, no, I ain't going to get it. I ain't going to get it. No. 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 Can I, shall I go there? Here's another one. Watch this. Watch this. You ready? Rebellion. Ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. And it's very prevalent. Watch me. It's very prevalent. Watch this. And women that have had to do the job of both men and women. Ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. I ain't doing all that. Nope. Nope. I'm a nonconformist. I don't believe in organized religion. See how quiet it got? Because what did I just do? I just pierced that thing. Y'all not telling me. Touch your neighbor and say, there's nothing wrong with submission. There's nothing wrong wrong with following instructions. There's nothing wrong with following leaders. There's nothing wrong with that. That's Bible. So principalities in the region. So this prince of Persia is this dominant spiritual force over the region that Daniel's in, okay? Now, here's what's significant about that, all right? You ready? It represents a dominant way of thinking. When you think of spirit, um, most, most of us, if we think of spirit, we think of the unseen realm of the spirit. But the word spirit, can we go deep for a minute? The word spirit in Greek, which is our New Testament, is the word pneuma, and our Old Testament is the word ruach. Both of those words, in their simplest form, mean mindsets. So, a principality is a dominant spiritual force of a region. Let's simplify it. It's a dominant mindset of a region. So, even though Daniel is a believer, Daniel has been overtaken by the mentality of the region he's in. Y'all ain't with me. Even though, watch this, you got gifts and talents and skills and abilities and you're the curse breaker. Sometimes it can be very difficult for you to fight and press forward. Why? Because there's a dominant thought pattern and mindset and the reason that says it's okay. I can see I got to work this one a little bit. Because while you're trying to press forward, those friends from how you used to live are trying to pull you. And isn't it amazing that when you were out there acting crazy, your family and your relatives didn't have nothing to say, but now that you're in church and now that you're serving, and now they want to say something crazy, what the heaven? It's not Fifth Sunday. Why? Because the dominant spirit of this region says, I don't need God because I'm smart. I don't need God. I got money. And you better hear me. God says the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the just. Only a fool would act that way in front of a God that's got the power to end it in a minute. The dominant spirit of this region says, I'm good. I'm not, I'm spiritual. 
I meditate. That's great. Meditate before you come to church. <laughs> it's quiet in this here church. The dominant spirit of this region says, I don't want to offend nobody with Jesus. So, so I don't want to offend nobody. So I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. It's Daniel, Daniel had taken on the mentality of the region he was in. See, the Hebrews, can I, can I just teach you for a few more minutes? The Hebrews had been held captive. They were taken captive, and they are now in Babylon, which become Persian. It goes on to these other nations start capturing them. And what ends up happening is that Daniel is this man of excellence. Daniel is this, I'm talking about you. Daniel is this man of excellence. He's this woman of excellence, right? D -d just say, that's me, that's me, that's me. He was so good that, watch this, uh, the Bible says that Daniel got promoted above everybody else. Watch me. He's serving a pagan king, yet he is a believer, yet he gets promoted in the pagan king's government to rule over other pagans. Which means Daniel was so good, watch this, that the king overlooked the fact that he didn't believe what he believed because he saw he was so good at what he did. I need you to realize that God is making a man of excellence out of you. He's making a woman of excellence out of you. He's making a person of excellence out of you. And let me tell you, people are going to say, you're doing too much. It don't take all of that. And you need to look at it and say, I used to think that way until I got free from that mentality and I took on the spirit of excellence. So Daniel is this man of excellence. But in Daniel 10, just promoted in chapter 6 and 10, he's taken on the principality. So watch this. There are certain things, watch this, that the enemy doesn't even have to contend against because the blockage is in Daniel's brain. Come on, Wednesday. There are certain things that the enemy doesn't even have to do because Daniel has taken on the spirit of his region. L let's go deeper. Not, maybe it's not the spirit of the region. Watch this. The spirit of your bloodline. This. Is your bloodline full, full of a bunch of people who, who, who can't be told nothing? Come on here Wednesday. Is your bloodline full of a bunch of drama-filled people? Is your bloodline full of a bunch of talkers but not walkers? In your, watch this, in your disdain for them, have you become them? I'm going to go there. In your disdain for your daddy, have you become him? In your disdain for your mama, have you become her? In your disdain, are you catching the point? You take on the spirit of the region, the spirit of the bloodline. Some things are passed down, some things are passed around. And even though Daniel was a believer, he took on the spirit of the region. Hear me and hear me clearly Wednesday, hear me. Some things are passed around through relationships. Be careful who you call yourself dating and marrying. Ask Solomon. He lost the kingdom because he married the wrong chick. 700 girl, uh, wives, 300 girlfriends. They weren't the reason he lost the kingdom. It was the one. Pharaoh's daughter. Somebody say that one. It was 
that one that ended up taking Solomon down. Which means you can have a thousand wins, but if you're not careful, you can let the wrong one in and they can be the undoing of everything you work to do. Touch your neighbor, say, be careful with that one. Friendships, connections. You're being influenced. And sometimes God says, listen, the moment you prayed for me or prayed for this, I, I answered your prayer. The delays you're experiencing aren't because of me. They're because of your principalities. Daniel, watch this. I couldn't show up because you weren't ready. What if, touch your neighbor, say what if. What if what you've been waiting on God says you weren't ready for. But in 21 days, you don't know when to shout. In 21 days, everything that Daniel was not ready for, on the 21st day, breakthrough came. And when breakthrough came, he said, Daniel, I'm here and I got your answer. I need you to stir your neighbor's faith and just say, these next 21, these next... Baby, if you can last these next 21, don't give up in these next 21. Don't throw in the towel in these next 21. Shout breakthrough. The Bible says, this is Bible, in 21 days. Why did it take 21 days? Because, because, because they say it takes 21 days to make a habit. So then deductive logic, we could say it takes 21 days to break a habit. God says, Daniel, I got to break you out of who you had become. Because you, who you had become was because of the region you were in. Daniel, you weren't the same excellent you were when you started. You weren't the same prayer warrior you were when you started. He says, you ain't the same way I need you to be. And God says, I need to turn you into something greater. I need to prophesy to everybody under the sound of my voice over the next 21 days. The greatest changes you're going to see aren't just going to be around you. They are going to be in you. God says, I'm going to bring the best out of you. Say, Lord, do it. Lord, do it. He says, I'm going to make you pray like you've never prayed, worship like you never worship, serve like you never served, give like you never given. He's about to get the best out of you. Say, these next 21. It, it ain't going to take God to December to get it done. Matter of fact, I rebuke your timetable. I rebuke you thinking it's going to take several months. I rebuke you thinking it's going to take several weeks. Would you just say, give me 21. Give me. I need you to take 10 seconds and praise him that it ain't going to. Yeah. Say these next 21. Say these next 21. It ain't going to take until December. It ain't going to take until November. It ain't going to take until October. God says, give me 21 days. I rebuke your five-year plan. That's asking God to take too long. God says, it ain't going to take that long. Watch me. Which brings me to my third and final point, Wednesday. Fasting manifests things faster. Not deep. Fasting manifests things faster. 
Bishop, give me some scripture. Let's go. Isaiah 58, 6. We good? We good? All right, here, Isaiah 58, 6. Let's go Bible. Y'all ready? Verse 6. Is this not the fast? I chose. Somebody say, God chose this one. To loose the bonds of wickedness. What's this? Wickedness means what you're doing that's wrong. God says, give me 21 days to get you out that gossip, get you out that junk. Y'all ain't talking to me. Get you out of that crazy thinking. Wicked. It, it, it means stuff that you're doing that's wrong. Watch me. That you want to stop, but it becomes your comfort when you're stressed. This is Bible. To undo the straps of the yoke. To let the oppressed go free. Oppressed here means stressed and discouraged. He says, give me 21 days to deal with your stress. He says, watch me. He says, the stress you feel is because I'm applying pressure. I apply pressure to determine your tensile strength. Your tensile strength is how much pressure you can take inside before it shows outside. You still here? I'm going to break your stress and your discouragement. And to break every yoke. Yokes are connections. God says, I'm going to break every bad connection. <laughs> you ain't going to have to pray them out. The fast is going to usher them out. I need you to give God five seconds of praise. Watch this. That you're about to figure out who was really what and what was really the deal. Watch me. He says, I'm going to break every bad connection. It ain't this the fast I chose? He says, didn't I choose it? Somebody say, didn't he do it? He's a choosy lover, and I'm so glad he chose me. Watch verse 7. Watch this. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor near your house when you see the naked to cover them and not hide yourself from your own flesh? Here's what all that means. That's not literal. Dang little. Watch me. Watch me. Say generosity. God says, over the next 21 days, I'm going to show you what you say you need that you don't. And what you say you want that won't make you happy. Sunday's message, OMG. I was tempted to do it tonight, but it ain't tonight's message. It's Sunday's message. Watch me. God says, over these next 21 days, I'm going to stir up generosity in you. He says, you're going to get a lot of seed in the ground. Why? He, he, says, he says, because watch this. I can't give you a harvest until I first see the seed. Say generosity. Okay, very stingy person in here. In these 21 days, your stinginess is going to be gone. For every selfish person in here, if you believe it by faith, say, it's out of me. There's a lot of folks, watch this, a lot of stuff you get, watch me, a lot of stuff you get, that you get it, and the reason that you get it is because you think it's going to fix something. If I get this, I will be better. I will be so much, ooh, child. Wait until I get that, which reveals that you have an internal deficit. 
if I need stuff to add to self, then self is bankrupt. But touch your neighbor and say, give me 21, give me one. Let me prophesy. You're going to love you like you've never loved you before. Flaws and all, you're going to love you like you've never loved you before. And you're going to discover a value that, watch this, ain't because of your cash, ain't because of your cars, ain't because of your clothes, but it's because who God made you to be. Somebody say, give me 21 days. When you love you, it changes everything around you. You'll stop negotiating when people bring you their average. I got to finish. And I'm getting ready to close. Verse 8. Then your light shall break forth like the dawn. This is all about the fast, y'all. Say, my light's about to break forth. And notice it said like the dawn. You ever been, the other day I was up at dawn. Mm-mm. The devil is alive. So I was asleep, and then I just woke up, and I said, Lord, now, I already prayed. I said, I'll pray again, but I'd really like to get these extra two hours in. And so, watch this. I open, you know how you do, you open your eyes on that? So I opened my eyes, and when I opened my eyes, I looked over, and it was dark. I closed my eyes, but you know what you're feeling like forever? It's like two minutes. I opened my eyes. I looked, and then all of a sudden, it was dark out my window. Now the dawn had broken forth out of my window. Somebody say quickly. The Bible says, watch this, things will spring up for you quickly. I don't think you got it. See, on Wednesday night at 8.30, it's going to look like this. But watch this. By the time somebody walk up out of church and go check their phone, it's going to look like you don't know when to praise him. Somebody shout speedily. He says, he says, he says, your light shall break forth like the dawn. Your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. God says, watch this. When you feel alone in these next 21 days, I got your back. Somebody say, he's got my back. Don't worry about who doesn't. Don't, don't, worry, about, don't worry about who walks out. Don't worry about who doesn't show up. Don't, don't worry about who doesn't do their part. Somebody say, God's got my back. Now, watch this, watch this. Can I finish these last couple of verses? Okay, watch this. Verse 9. Then you shall call, and I, the Lord, will answer. And you shall cry, and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst and the pointing of your finger and the speaking of weakness. So look what he says. He says, you're going to pray, and your responses, your answers are going to come quick. He says, you're going to say, Lord, I'm going to be like, yo. Or one of our three options for greeting. You're going to be like, Lord, shalom. He's going to be like, shalom. You're going to be like, what up, though? He's going to be like, what up, though? You're going to be like, good evening. He's going to be like, get it. God says, watch this. All of this feeling like I'm not answering. He says, give me 21 days. It's not that I've been answering. You've just been so full of you, you couldn't hear me answer. Lay your hands on your ears. Say, I'm going to hear clearly. I'm going to hear clearly. Watch, watch, watch. He says, and I need you, watch this, to take away the pointing of your finger. So during the fast... God says, not only do I need you to be generous, he says, but I need you to not be worried about what nobody else is doing. Mind your business. Just mind your business. All right? Okay, watch, watch, watch. watch. Touch the neighbor and say, mind your business. It's going to be tempting in the fast 
to be pointing your finger at other people about what they need to be doing. And God says, I need you to not do that. He says, because whatever judgment you use with them, it'll be speedily brought upon you. I need you to not be worried about what your mom and them doing, your cousin and them doing. Some of you parents, you need to not be worried about what your children doing. For these next 21 days, somebody say, it's me and God. Say it again. Say, it's me and God. <laughs> he says, he says, and speaking wickedness. He said, I need you to stop speaking wrong. Remember, wicked means wrong. I need you to stop speaking wrong. He says, for these next 21 days, what you say, you're going to see quickly. He says, so I need you to hush when you're mad. And guess what? The pressure's going to be there because you're not going to have your sugar and your caffeine and your cheese sandwiches and your pizza and your stuffed shells and your steak <laughs> and your white bread. <laughs> You ain't going to have it. You ain't going to have it. Watch. He says, he says, he says, verse 10, if you pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, uh, afflicted then uh, shall your light rise in darkness. And watch this. I like this part. Shall your gloom be as noonday. Look at this. He says, during the fast, say these next 21. He says, during the fast, he says, even when you're sad, it's going to be like the sun is at its highest place. You see that? The sun, is, the sun is seen most clearly, and it's typically the hottest in the day, typically around noontime. Check out what God says. Even when you feel sad, watch this, your lows are going to have a new high. Let me try this side of the church, because there's nobody over here say nothing to me. You're, you're, two of y'all said something to me. Y'all, come on here. Watch. God says, during this fast, he says, your gloom, your low, shall be as the noonday, a high. Say, my lows are going to a new high. Why is that important to know? Because as human beings, you're going to have ups and downs. That's life. But God says, even your low is going to be at a new high. You ain't going to cry like you used to. You ain't going to break down like you used to. You ain't going to be sitting in your car trying to figure it out like you used to. You ain't running back to the ball like you used to. You ain't running. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Your lows are going to have a new high. It's Bible. It's Bible. Verse 11, and I'm done. And the Lord will guide you and continually satisfy you in scorched places. This is amazing. God says, I'm going to show you how to make the best out of bad situations. He said, because there's some situations that God says, I might not change because it's designed to change you. So he says, so he says, so he says, I'm going to satisfy your desire even in scorched places. Y'all not talking. He says, even in places where it's a bad situation, I'm going to make the best out of it. Would you lay your hands on yourself and say, he's going to show me how to make the best out of it. Stuff that you were crying about in April, God's going to show you how to make the best out of it in May. Stuff that made you want to quit in April, you're going to be thanking God for in May. 
people that you wish God would have done something to in April, you're going to say, thank you for letting them sit at the table so they can watch me get blessed. He prepares a table for me in the very presence of my enemies. I need you to know God's about to show you how to make the best out of a bad situation. Here's this last part that I really like. This is your shout. And I'm going to make your bones strong. Say literally. Say and spiritually. What does bones mean? Your bones refer to your integral structure. He says inside, sometimes you keep breaking down because you're not properly built up. He says, so these next 21, say these next 21. He says, I'm going to make your internal structure strong. So that stuff that used to devastate you and overwhelm you, you will step back and say, I'm built for that. I can handle that. For this reason was I sent. Here's this last part. Like a spring of water. If you don't shout, well, I'm shouting. This is the, this is the shout. You ready? Like a spring of water. Now let's go back. And you shall, say your name, shall be like a watered garden. What's that mean? Everything is manifesting. My tomatoes, my eggplant, y'all ain't telling me. Everything is now popping. Y'all ain't talking to me. Say, my garden's about to come forth. Yeah, you didn't shed them tears for nothing. You didn't go through that hurt for nothing. You didn't go through that pain for nothing. But that's not even the shout. Say, what's the shout, Bishop? Like a spring of water. Whose waters, read the last three words, do not fail. Over these next 21 days, you better get used to your hands being up. Why? Because all you're going to do is win, win, win. If you believe it, put a praise on it. I need you to praise him Wednesday like you. Somebody say he chose this fast to take me into some victory. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. 
because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. To those who visit Mickey D's for their favorite breakfast item and then go somewhere else for coffee, give this Mickey D's brew a second chance. The glow up was real. Try any size iced coffee brewed with 100% Arabica beans for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with a savory sausage McMuffin with egg for $2.79. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.